This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, May 23rd, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, Racial Inequality in Receipt of Medications for Opioid Use Disorder, is in the New England Journal of Medicine. The authors examine racial disparities in receipt of buprenorphine and naloxone after opioid use disorder-related events using Medicare data from 2016 to 2019. The authors found that Black persons were less likely to receive buprenorphine and naloxone than white persons in six months after the OUD event. Furthermore, Black persons received lower day supply of buprenorphine and were less likely to be retained on treatment. Next is a study titled Development and Psychometric Properties of the Multidimensional Inventory of Recovery Capital in Drug and Alcohol Dependence. Recovery capital is the social, physical, human, and cultural resources that help people resolve alcohol and other drug problems. This study reports on process and psychometric outcomes for the multidimensional inventory of recovery capital, a novel measure of recovery capital. The study used a three-phase mixed-methods approach to develop the MIRC. Results confirm the psychometric strength of the MIRC and underscore the importance of incorporating the insights of diverse samples of people in recovery. The MIRC holds promise as an assessment tool in future research and is available for use at no cost in treatment and community-based settings. A new study in Cochrane Database of Systematic Reviews is titled Nicotine Receptor Partial Agonists for Smoking Cessation. This updated Cochrane review sought to assess the efficacy of nicotine receptor partial agonists, or NRPAs, in smoking cessation. When compared to placebo or no medication, the NRPAs, cysteine and varenicline, were most effective. Pooled results from studies comparing cysteine and varenicline demonstrate that varenicline helps more people stop smoking. Next, we have a study in obstetrics and gynecology titled Non-Fatal Overdoses Among Pregnant Individuals with Opioid Use Disorder. This study collected details of prior overdoses from 102 pregnant patients receiving prenatal care and treatment for opioid use disorder. All patients had a diagnosis of severe opioid use disorder, and 83% had a diagnosis of depression, and 65% a diagnosis of anxiety. Two-thirds reported a prior overdose, and one-third reported three or more. The most common substances used were opioids at 82% and sedatives at 30%. The authors conclude that prior overdoses are common among treatment-seeking pregnant individuals and advise interventions such as medications for opioid use disorder to prevent future overdoses. A new study in Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report is titled Emergency Department Visits Involving Mental Health Conditions, Suicide-Related Behaviors, and Drug Overdoses Among Adolescents. In this study, the authors examined trends in emergency department visits among adolescents between January 2019 and February 2023 for mental health conditions, such as suicide and overdose. The authors found an increase in mental health condition visits after the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. However, the authors also found a decrease in weekly emergency department visits by the fall of 2022 for mental health conditions, compared to 2021. The authors support prioritizing evidence-based prevention and trauma-informed early interventions and treatment strategies, improving accessibility to behavioral health care. The next article is an ACS chemical neuroscience titled, All Hands on Deck, We Need Multiple Approaches to Uncover the Neuroscience Behind the Opioid Overdose Crisis. 
In this article, the authors argue that trends in opioid use should be considered when designing preclinical research. Disease management is thwarted by barriers such as continued stigma and lack of available treatment. Cultural competence is also needed to address the impacts of the opioid crisis in historically marginalized communities. The authors conclude that researchers need to support multiple models to promote new perspectives and discoveries. Our next article, titled 2C, A New Ketamine Concoction Complicating the Drug Landscape, is in the American Journal of Drug and Alcohol Abuse. This paper describes an emerging drug concoction intended to mimic a group of phenethylamines with psychedelic and stimulant effects. One of these drug concoctions, 2CB, emerged in the 1990s rave scene. Another emerging drug concoction is known as 2C and has been found in Latin America, Europe, and recently in the United States. Despite the name, 2C does not contain any of the 2C phenethylamines. Instead, it most commonly contains ketamine, often combined with MDMA, and may also contain cocaine, methamphetamine, opioids, or other substances. The authors are concerned that people using 2C may assume they are instead using 2CB and are not aware of the actual substances they are using. The authors suggest education about this increasingly popular drug concoction. Our final article, titled Cannabis, Cannabinoids, Psychosis, A Balanced View, is in World Psychiatry. Epidemiological studies link cannabis exposure to a higher risk for schizophrenia. The dose-response relationship is linear, so that more frequent and heavier use and use of higher-potency cannabis carries a greater risk. Other moderating factors include an earlier age of exposure, childhood trauma, and exposure to other drugs. Cannabis also has a negative impact on the course of schizophrenia, with greater positive symptoms, relapse rates, emergency department visits, hospitalizations, homelessness, and legal problems. Genome-wide association studies provide evidence for a bidirectional causal relationship between cannabis use and schizophrenia, but suggest a larger contribution of reverse causal mechanisms and common genetic risk for both schizophrenia and cannabis use. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.